here um generally speaking you'll hear me at kill the mockingbirds with sean chris who's also here with me but we got a great episode today of floating mushroom this is our third episode guys uh how you doing justin and j clone 14 is what i was told when you guys uh logged in i think that's what the back of his head said when he came in this morning uh no we're doing great uh jay's fully charged yeah uh batteries are Mostly charged. Mostly charged. He is leaking stuff, though, so that's interesting. This this model's injured. The old models, yeah. Yeah, this old model's it's ha- took its lumps this week. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but no, we're doing great. We're getting ready. Uh, as of recording this, we're getting ready for our first speaking event of the year this weekend coming up. And I know Joel also has some big things coming up for the weekend or the week of recording this. But yeah, we're doing awesome. Thank you, guys. Yeah, we're pretty excited. Uh, just so everybody knows, today's episode, we are going to break down Inside Job, which is a show that's on Netflix. It's a conspiratorial show, but it goes into so many levels of conspiracies. You got the Illuminati, you got cryptids, you got UFOs, you got mind control, you got clones. What we're going to do is we're going to kind of talk about the show, but also break into what we think about certain subjects. And just so you know, J clone 14 doesn't have the capabilities to upload the mental information from the actual J who watched the show. So J clone 14 today has not seen the show, doesn't know what it is. And he's just going to interject his clone knowledge into what he understands about some of these various topics that we're going to talk about today. But before we get into it, though, I just want to tell everybody that's listening, please go right now while you're listening and go to Apple Podcasts or go to Spotify and give us a five-star review, whether you're listening to it on Cryptos of the Corn, whether you're listening to us on Kill the Mockingbirds, you can do it while you're listening to the show whatever format that you're on. And the cool thing with Spotify is now you can tell people how much you like the show. And we're doing polls every week that you can pick what you want to do too through Spotify. Also, if you're on Apple Podcasts, go give us a cool review. Make something funny. You know we love the funny Mm -hmm. stuff and we're going to read them on our show and give us a five-star review. I think people don't understand like how important that is, the five-star reviews, because it helps you get more in the algorithm where people that wouldn't normally find you find you. So do that for both of us if you get an opportunity because it helps. Well said. Well said. And before we really get into it, uh, I said this last time we did this, uh, about starting a drinking game for every episode. So the word specifically for today's drinking game 
is soft disclosure. I guess words. Oh. So please don't do this while you're driving. If you're at <laughs> home relaxing, listening to the Floating Mushroom Show, and you hear the word soft disclosure, take a drink. And if you're at work and having a rough day, and you're listening to the show, take a drink. I would say not, but <laughs> you're an adult. Do what you're going to do. Well, they got to understand, too, this is an older J-Clone model. So back when his clone was created, <laughs> they were doing that in the 1940s at these jobs. <laughs> they were smoking inside of these ad departments, um, and they were drinking as well. I mean, you got to think, like, all of these guys that were working there, they had bourbon right. and all that. And I'm sure J-Clone 14 understands that part of it. He's still... He hasn't updated to where we are now to where that's not really possible. So we have to give J clone 14 a little bit of leeway with some of the things that he may say on the show today, because it may be a little dated. There's nothing wrong with a little ripple, you know, in the middle of the work day. Yeah, I wish, you know, much better, you know, much more fun. I'd be at work and I'd be like, Woo, it's noon. It's time to start drinking. (laughs) Getting home would be the issue. Uh, true. I'm kind of curious about J clones in general when it comes to drinking, though. They seem like they're very adept at drinking. Now, I wonder if like part of it is because the original J is so good at it that that's part of the cloning process or if even the 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 later models are even better at it than the actual J. I'm almost curious about that. How do you feel about that, J Clone 14? Well, I, I notice uh, there's certain days where certain models can't handle it, and then there's other days where other models, you know, take it like a champ and can go all night long. It just kind of depends on the clone. They never send me that model, I'll tell you that. The model I always get just taps out, goes and hides and tries to sleep, or go recharge the batteries. <laughs> Yeah, I, I was a, well, my clones, how, how would I put this? I was a late bloomer to drinking and everything. Never used to do it. And then uh, one of the models, you know, was a bad mm-hmm. influence. It was like Bender from Futurama. You know, that was the power source mm. for a couple models. <laughs> I almost wonder if Bender from Futurama was a soft disclosure on the J-clones. Hit, come on, glug, drink. Glug, glug. Yeah, where's the sound effect? <laughs> <laughs> glug, glug, glug. <laughs> I think the whole Futurama show is a soft disclosure. Disclosure show. Disclosure. I know. Disclosure. I, I really do because, I mean, <laughs> the Simpsons did it. You know, the Simpsons predict everything, correct? The same guy that made the Simpsons made a show about the future? Come on. Mm. Come on. I didn't know this was from so getting to inside jobs and stuff like that. I didn't know partially it was created by the guys that did Gravity Falls. You can tell by the art. Yeah, after after that it's came out, similar. I was like, all right, that makes sense. But looking into like some of the people, but you know, anybody that doesn't know what Gravity Falls is, I guess is the the kids version of this show, where it's still like the soft conspiracies and stuff like that. You know, they're not as flat out or dramatic as you know an Inside Job, but they're there. All these weird Illuminati stuff is in Gravity Falls. All, you know, it's like... Well, one of the main characters is a literal Bill Illuminati Cipher. <laughs> yeah, so I love that. And before we get really going on the episode, I do want to let everybody know, because when you hear this, I will be on my third trip for my third documentary with Merkel Media. But while that's going on, we're going to be in Washington State, and we're going to be 
releasing the first showing of The Shape of Shadows, which is the name of the Skinwalker Ooh. documentary that we finished. Now, if you're in the Washington area, you can go to a advanced screening. It'll be a town hall and a Q&A with Wes Germer from Sasquatch Chronicles and Tony Merkel from The Confessionals. So if you want to purchase tickets for that, which are $24.99 a ticket, uh, you can go to theshapeofshadows.com and you'll be able to go in theater to watch it. We'll all be there. We're going to be there shooting this crazy film where we go hunting down uh, the spider Bigfoot that Wes Germer saw years ago. Um, also, we're going to be going to some other crazy places that are super active with the paranormal and Bigfoot as well. So it's going to be a wild trip that week, and we're going to be out there at night, which I love being out at night uh, with all these things running around. Maybe I'll finally see a dog man. That's that's my ultimate goal at the you know end of my days. I want to have that face to face with a dog man. I think that'll be where I know that I've like reached that pinnacle. Why why does it have to be the dog man? One of your goals? I don't know. There's so many like cryptids and monsters that you could be like, oh, that'd be so neat, and you could almost walk up and pet it. And right, then... but the dog man. Dude, I think because it's such a terrifying cryptid for most people. I agree. People, I don't know if I'm that terrified of, of a dog, man. Mm. I'll be real with you. Like, I think they're dangerous. I don't know how much of it is to scare people off mm -hmm. and how much of it's a legit, you know, dog man's actually going to rip you apart. I mean, there's been stories of people being ripped apart, but n nobody actually seeing a dog man doing it. That's the other piece of it, too, right? It's like that whole lbl story on the confessionals where the dog men were out running around and the whole bigfoot you know and there was a spider bigfoot there too mm -hmm. and this they the you know the rangers found that guy's body in that tent that night the same night now you know common sense would say that it was probably one of the dogmen, right? But we don't know that though. They could have been something else that did that while these dogmen were doing I just it just seems to me that, that dogmen seem to be more of exactly what they are, guard dogs. I almost feel like they're they're running people off. Because even even that guy's story was fascinating to me where they I just felt like they could have. If they wanted to take them out, they could have. Yeah. They were moving slow. They were surrounding them. You know, and I get that they had, you know, artillery and all that. But there's been stories of just, you know, bullets going straight through these animals, like not even, you know, touching them. Mm -hmm. So I, I'm kind of curious, too, how much of it is a guard dog situation or as some people think, maybe they're the, you know, the hunting dogs for a certain tribe of Bigfoot. Maybe that's a possibility, too. I don't know, but I just feel like for me. And, and just knowing my personality, like I, I want to go as you know crazy as possible. So like to me, I think that's one of the craziest cryptids out there um, is an actual werewolf to run into. Yeah. Like a portal would be fun for me. I'd love to jump. I know you portal. would jump. I may never see you guys again. Yeah. But I know you would jump. That would be. You wouldn't even think about it. Yes, yeah, cannonball right through <laughs> it. Be like a water slide. <laughs> <laughs> but no, to me, the dog man has always been, especially some of the stories we've covered, uh, more supernatural than flesh and blood and i think that's partially because it when it gets seen it just half the time it doesn't seem to care that it's being seen when you see something like a sasquatch or something and it's like ah crap you know i gotta get out of here 
But we have so many, especially the northern dog, man, where they get seen and they look at the people seeing them and they just keep doing whatever they were doing. No care. Like, you you cannot, like, it's that feeling, you cannot hurt me and you cannot affect what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, screw that. But I'm kind of with you. Like, if, if you're going to see one, why not go with the most extreme, scariest, like, I don't know, encounter you can imagine. Well, you the, know? What about, just go see the Kraken. Go see the bloop. Well, that's in water. That's different. In the whole island. I need, my feet, I, I need my feet under me. <laughs> I'm with Jay Clone 14. I think that water scares me more than anything. Like, I'll do it because it's just kind of like part of my personality is like, well, don't tell me I can't do something because I will. But I just think that the ocean is so vast and 5% of it we even know about. And I feel like that there's so much shit under there that could absolutely take us out. Like, you know what, you know what I have the biggest fear of is being in the water and like an eyeball being bigger than me. Like that would be ridiculous. Cause there's stuff in there that's that big. And like for me to see something like that, and it's just massive that I couldn't, <laughs> that I couldn't do anything about. Like, I feel like with dog, man, I've got an opportunity. Like I got a shot. Whereas like with, with run, in the water, you're out of your element. I don't know, man. I think that those things, I don't know, one swipe just feels, you, you can run, but it feels like they're faster. It feels like uh, they're stronger. <laughs> it feels like they bite harder. I don't know. I really don't think we can hurt them in the natural way. Like, I don't think we can. But when you're when you're floating in the ocean, then something splinters your boat up and you're doggy paddling away. And you grab it and you just say you're, you love it and you pet it and it'll calm down. You got to calm right. the sea serpent down. You just talk to it real nice. Yeah, Jorgenmander. Jorgenmander. Jorgenmander, I don't know. World serpent. <laughs> uh, but you guys ready to get some of the stuff with inside jobs? Yeah, let's go ahead and get into it. And like we do on this show, we always started off with Justin. Yep. Because I feel like it, we get that nice level, very grounded take on things. Now, Gart, this show's not grounded at all. So, <laughs> like, we're, we're going to hear, like, Justin try to keep things at a grounded level. And then we'll just kind of spin off about it. Because outside of J-Clone 14, uh, we've all seen the show. Now, again, J-Clone 14 is very privy to knowledge that we don't have. So I'm sure he'll be able to interject with some really cool things about what we're saying and what we're talking about. So that's why, you know, but nothing past 2005. He's <laughs> kind of like the level, right? Like, right. <laughs> he's got all the information 2005 and down. He has it <laughs> past that. It's a little looser. If it still has a floppy disk drive. Yes. I'm a hundred percent. So got for this show, uh, I first thing I got is a bunch of the cryptids. Uh, Cause there's, Constant background character cryptids, like there's several variants of Chupacabra. Uh, one I'll bring up here in a little bit. Uh, but there's Bat Boys in there. The Mantis people are in there. Giant centipedes are in there. Uh, and then there's more upfront cryptids. But those are the guys if you were just watching and walking in the background of this Incognito Inc. or Cognito Inc., uh, which is Incognito. Um, you see like all these like, cryptids in the background, and it's a bunch of them are one off stuff like that. Uh, there was even this Indiana one. I just forgot the name, but the writhing tentacles. Uh, and he was getting his mouth searched for when the dossier went missing. It was an Indiana cryptid mm -hmm. from a well, and they literally had him in the office. And it's like this little unnamed, like that, the Haddonfield horror or something like that. Mm. We've talked about it before. That, like one of them one-off ones. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 
but so the two really big ones that come up often, like we already said, is Bigfoot. Bigfoot is an actual guy in the show. Uh, like right episode one, you see him being carted in in this tube on this like futuristic dolly, and he breaks out of the tube and he's holding the guy by the neck. And then he just kind of walks around the office the whole time. He's like a kind of a joke character throughout. Uh, and like we said, he talks like he's in the support group in season two because he's like, nobody respects me anymore. Yeah. Literally, I was in the woods the other day and a kid seen me and he said, mom, look, it's Chewbacca. I'm not effing Chewbacca. <laughs> I just, it is just. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, he's kind of this comic relief character. Well, and the running yep, the group so is that's my next one. Mothman is running so the support. So Albert T. Mothman. He is a Mothman. That is the funniest line of the entire show for me, where he's like, hello, I'm Albert T. Mothman, and I'm a Mothman. And it just made me, it still makes me laugh. I was rewatching it again <laughs> last night. Uh, but he runs HR. So, and I just think it's funny. And he's like, when one of the breakout scenes, he's like gathering all the lamps and light bulbs. He's like, I'm taking all the lamps. <laughs> oh, yeah, she's yeah. a moth. I get yeah. it. <laughs> uh, well, they're in, they're in the, uh, they're in the uh, support group, yeah. which is like a, uh, they call it anonymous anonymous. Yeah. So <laughs> Jesse it's Ventura really funny. is there too. And it, oh my God. It's so great because you've got all these cryptids. You got Slender Man yes. there too. You've got, you've got all of these, all of these different people that work for these different secret societies that are in there. And they're just trying to get help kind of like an AA group. And it is AA. So it's funny because, uh, Reagan, and I forget the guy's name. She falls in love with that works for the Illuminati. Oh, I had it. But yeah, anyways, they, they, uh, they're trying to distract the Mothman because he's trying to tell them that their relationship yeah, is, you know, it's just a byproduct of, of what they're going through and they're using each other as a distraction. So they literally turn the light on and a fluorescent <laughs> light pops up and he yeah. can't stop he himself from attacking it. the light like a moth would. Yeah. So they basically distracted him so they could, you know, make out do whatever. So it's really <laughs> funny that they do play into those tropes of, what the cryptids you know represent too but yeah man i i thought the mothman was hilarious in that show he's he's definitely funny and then uh ran ridley reagan's father made for in the 70s a nessie a yeti a chupacabra and a robotic bigfoot as first he said a distraction and security mm. so in the this really secret yeah it's like little secret room that's the robots he has fights uh Oh gosh, what the hell is the bear's name? Hug bear, robo bear. Yeah. Huggy bear. Yeah, something was, like that. Yeah, because it was it was a big, it was huge. Yeah, well, yeah, it was an actual gigantic like bear. mecha. Mech bear. Yeah. But so, and that's something we've kind of talked about in all of our shows, is that some of these cryptids are kind of act like they're bodyguards or security forces. And we were talking about Dogman in the beginning where they seem to be there be around areas people don't want you. And I thought that was kind of cool because a lot of the conspiracies, they just slap you in the face with it. Like, it's just, here it is. But that one was kind of, you know, around the corner. Just They said it during a fight scene. So it was like, that one I really liked. But that's what I kind of got for you for the cryptids. And then, I, of course, I got to talk about Mike. Yeah, uh, Mike is pretty crazy. So Mike is Mike Cilia is his full name. Like my Cilia. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Mike <laughs> A Cilia. Uh, he is a giant sentient mushroom from the center of the Earth, from Hollow Earth, 
and he has two backstories in the show. And actually the last episode explains why he has two backstories. But one is that they evolved in hollow earth and that their, uh, their contact with air primitive apes is what led humans evolved to their stage. And the second one is they're from another planet. They landed here as spores and then they took over, but they're like giant psychedelic sentient mushrooms. Uh, they have tentacles. Some of them float and fly around. Sound familiar to anything? Yeah, it's like we did an episode on this. Yeah. <laughs> Before it came out. I want to point that out. That is true. Yeah. So that, I think that was actually soft disclosure. Yeah. On glug, glug, glug. them releasing what you guys already put out. They were like, well, it's already out. Somebody's on it. So we need to go ahead and slide this out. This little soft disclosure out <laughs> right now. Wake people up a little bit. Right. But I just love how many, how many cryptids and stuff are the background characters. Like a lot of them besides, you know, Bigfoot Mothman, like we talked about are like in the front. But if you just watch the back, you can go through and just be like, well, there's a cryptid. Well, there's a cryptid. Well, they were really good on detail. They were keen on detail. You could see a lot of, like, even the backdrops, like 33s oh, yeah. and Masonic, like, symbolism, Illuminati symbolism. Like, they like they made it obvious, but it's, like, very well. Like, they researched very well for, like, everything they did because they talked to conspiracy theorists, encrypted people. That There's no way that they don't think of the, some the of that The intro <laughs> alone is so crazy. I mean, we yeah. could do a whole hour and a half of them just breaking apart the intro. Because it's it's the the like you're saying the amount of and I'm not super big into the conspiracy world or at least not as knowledgeable, but just the levels and like literally I was watching videos last night of a guy breaking down just scenes like you're saying Sean all these little tiny background things and it's just like how do you have time to produce this if you're putting that much effort well, into I, every scene? I think that the show was obviously put out by people in the net oh, yeah. or mm-hmm. part of yes. these organizations for sure. And I think what they do is they did it as a joke because it's there, there. there's definitely the parts where they make fun of conspiracy theorists in there as well. But there's OK. So there's a scene and it's in season two. It is. Uh, let me see what episode it was. Um, it was the episode with you talking about with Alex Jones. Brent work. So Brett work. So this is when Brett's family, you find out about his family, his family's like super abusive to him. Right. And they don't respect him because they think he's a pushover. And, you know, the oldest brother is going up for Senator, but they really play into the Fox news versus the CNN narrative. Because if people don't know um, this deep state, which ran the Rands run and GG. they're connected to the robes, which the robes are actually what's run all the secret societies. So you do have the Illuminati in there. You've got the reptoids, which are the reptilians. Um, you've got the Atlanteans, which oddly enough are blue, very much like the avatar mm. people too. I thought that was interesting. You got the juggalos, I was gonna which say. I thought was funny too. And they're supposed to be like the bank. They control the world finance. Super smart. <laughs> Right. They control that, world finance. That was interesting too. <laughs> oh, that's funny. And uh, so, yeah, it, it, which yeah, the juggalo thing is 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 fascinating <laughs> too. But um, they basically 
they show that the deep state controls both sides of the narrative. They're, mm-hmm. they're actually in the same studio yes. room together. So you've got them shooting Fox, which is like they call like literally side by side, not even in the same room. Like one, if you turn to four, the left, you see there's the like other four side. news broadcast stations, like literally next right. to each other. And this it's, it's, it's yeah, like, they're, they're all going at the same time. But what was really crazy was when in that in that episode called Brett work. So what ends up happening is Brett ends up working for Patriot News, which is like Fox News, and he blows up. No, no, it's that's like one America news. Oh, yeah. Like if you really see it, like if you see the details, they're really making fun of like the one American and Newsmax. Because that's what like they are. They took it that's to that right, next that's level. That's right. They did. And the- so, you know, he's he's working for the news network and. Then he ends up because, you know, Rand wants to uh, make this new pass this new bill to where once a month with your ex, you have to go on a date because he's trying to get his ex back. Yeah. This whole two seasons, he's trying to get his ex back. Destroys the so world he wants for to push, this. Right. So he wants to push this bill. So he's going to use Brett to help it. So he actually has Brett run as senator and he's so popular and they end up showing like the QAnon crowd, which I think is really funny, too, because all those guys are going crazy. And it's funny. There's a scene or they're breaking down some conspiracies and Reagan is like oh, these conspiracy theorists. And then they start saying some stuff. She's like, well, those things are true. And it made me think about how Sean always says about conspiracy theorists. He's like, he's like there wouldn't be conspiracy theorists, quote unquote, if they just told the truth. And that's the whole point. They're not telling the truth. So this is what creates this madness of all of these different conspiracies that spawn out. And some of them, they're close. Like mm-hmm. you could even, and some of them, they're right, which she even acknowledges like, oh, they're right on those. Like, so it's not that they're wrong all the time, but it's just to show you how that they, you know, how that they don't tell us the truth. So this is why that we speculate and we go so far out there because they're not giving us anything that's true. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I almost want to say, Oh, I, I was going to say, I almost want to say like in the, and not just in the show, but in real life, I think they do sprinkle truths in and then have other things that, you know, follow parallel with the truth, but aren't the truth. So then you can use those to discredit things that are actually true or just the actually true, like awful things that, you know, in the conspiracy world we believe are true and some have been proven to actually be true. It just makes them more um, fantastical or just it's easy to label them as false when you have these other things that so many people would believe in. That's just so close to the truth, but it's it's just far enough away that it's not true at all. Clone 14 has seen this firsthand, especially in the early conceptions of what's going on behind the scenes. He spoke it like a true older model clone. Appreciate that. Since we uh, ate the apple, you know, we've been having conspiracy theories and (laughs) (laughs) non-truths. Yeah, and some of it is just that people like say shit and they don't get it right. Right. Or they heard something, but they can't they can't articulate correctly to get the point out and it's just like a mumble of words and then they pass that mumble to another person so someone tries to rearrange it then some guy wants to look a little cooler so he (laughs) adds himself into the story and adds some you know what i mean so you have that element too like not only and they know that about society that like man we're just gonna kind of throw some stuff out there we Mm -hmm. know people run wild with it someone's gonna make this story so crazy that the true part like he did ran ridley did with the flat earth society like he made Flat Earth, he made the Flat Earth theory on a drunken bet to say, I I can make the most 
and in his words, like the craziest conspiracy theory. And I will get people behind me to win a bet. And they had a whole episode about it or an episode and a half. Yeah. And I think it's funny because of the whole thing with hollow earth. So they've got hollow earth as a legit. Like, oh yeah. The earth's thing. hollow, not flat. Yeah. And they talk about that. I mean, I mean, they've got the, they've got the mushroom, <laughs> you know, Bobby Lee play, uh, plays that the, the Korea, uh, the, the biochemist, that's his friend. Mm-hmm. Um, but they, they talk about how that, yeah, the earth's hollow. They, they dude, there was even a diagram yep. at one point where they show the different layers of hollow earth and what's in the different places of hollow mm. earth. There's a whole place where there's talking dinosaurs. It goes mole people, <laughs> mushroom kingdom, talking dinosaurs, leviathans. And it was like, yeah, it's like they literally had a whole, di- and they have an elevator for it. The mole people run. Aha. And don't give them alcohol. I wonder if the talking dinosaurs are supposed to represent reptilians. No, there's literally episodes and episodes on reptilians. Oh, they okay. have reptilians. If you would have watched, if you did done the homework, well, you'd have known that I meant literally just like, season one to season two. You know, they tell you the truth, you know, without telling you the truth. Soft disclosure. Talking dinosaurs represents reptilians when they show the different layers. In real life, in the real world. No, I just think they were talking dinosaurs. Okay, that's you. <laughs> now, they represented uh, reptilians very well, not the homeless I ones, don't know, but during just the regular ones. The uh, Bohemian Grove usual. one, that that uh, that one that would play with himself in the back room, he seemed oh, yeah, pretty homeless. <laughs> All jacked up face. He's like, <laughs> they he's did, you're right. He's like, public they masturbation did. isn't yeah, that bad. They just keep sticking me back here in the back. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, what? They made the juggalos sit next to him. <laughs> oh man! Yeah, and the juggalos were the supposed Alex to be most enlightened too. out of all of them, which I thought was really yeah. interesting because they they represent the uh, counterculture, and I thought that was really interesting how that they showed that even within these secret societies, they've created a counterculture yeah. for people to vibe with and, and be a part of, and that goes into. These uh, these psyops that are created to make people feel like they're against the government when they're really not, you know. I mean, dude, they even showed the fake death conspiracies, and then they popped up like Tupac and some of these other people up on the screen just to show, like, hey, this is the best way to get someone out of a situation. It's just to just fate have them die. They were trying to do it. Yeah, season Brad. one. Remember Buzz Aldrin. But uh, they had right. Buzz, like, remember the fake one? Like, and then the real one's still on the moon. And they re- that's when they first referenced. They're like, oh, remember when you had the three Tupac we had clones three, out? Like, the three Tupacs like got out, yeah. There was issues. Yeah. <laughs> like, but yeah, then... <laughs> that, 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 those little things that they drop, like, it's funny because they're right in your face, but then they have, like you said, uh, Justin said earlier too, they have background characters, background, and then just little, like, throw a little things out there once in a while. They'll say something weird, like, hey, man, what do you say? Like, it just like to keep catching you. And it's an entertaining show, man. I mean, to me, if you like conspiracies, who cares? Like, you know, I know a lot of people are like, oh, man, how can you watch that stuff, man? They're program, man. It's I'm on still my pretty third, entertaining, man. I'm like, on my third <laughs> time through. And I still enjoy it. And now I'm at the point where you're looking in the background more yeah. and stuff like that. And you're really, you know, because you know the story already. 
and you just see so much crazy stuff. And that's like we said earlier, the amount of stuff in the background is insane. Insane. Uh, we absolutely. And we talked about shape shifting, like the lizard people, they run, well, Yale, they're one of the big benefactors of several of these, uh, like incognito Inc and, uh, the Illuminati, like they, they are the bankrollers and they run like, I love the sign that says the real Yale in front of their like reptile palace. Yeah. And always remember to give a reptilian a firm hug, a firm hug. Yeah. They love a firm hug and offer them a mouse vole or cricket from your pocket. (laughs) Well, and they made a point to talk about the reptilians too, how they're integral in Hollywood and integral in politics, but yet not everybody in politics is with or is a reptilian. And some of them are just Illuminati or deep state. So they show that these, there's these different factions um, of secret societies behind the scenes. And I think that's really what goes on. I think you've got a multitude of different secret societies. I think it's set up very similar. You got the robes who've been around since the dawn of time, which I would consider the brotherhood of the snake. And I, it's been around forever. You got the, 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 the guys that you don't know who they are. You don't see their faces that you answer to, but then you got all these other factions and those factions don't necessarily get along with each other either. Yeah. Yes. They've got the whole games I like at that Bohemian Grove where they're actually having the Bohemian Grove games where they're, you know, whoever wins is the number one secret society for the year. So it's like an Olympics that they have every year for secret societies. And I like how they made Illuminati was like the, you know, Gucci of uh, con- the conspiracy shadow people world, the secret society world where they were the standalone. Oh, they're the mainstream, the the hot one. Like, you know, they came out with the extravagant stuff. You know, I, I thought that was great how they played those parts, too, that they like you said, they like work together, but they're also kind of like mm-hmm. competing at the same time. They're trying to be better than the next even though they had to work like just like incognito was trying to take they're like, oh, we got this robot president like we're going to we're going to control every, now we completely control the deep state. So I like that aspect of it because I think there's more truth to mm-hmm. that than a lot of people like to say is that there's all these secret societies, but they're not they may be after the same goal, but they want to be on the king of the mountain. So at the end of the day, they're I, in I, competition. I agree with you because I think that's really how it, it works. Like, I love that most of the secret societies have nothing really to do with government, quote unquote. Like, the government isn't a part of them. The government's underneath them. All, you know, public governments and stuff like that. Because I really think that's how it is. I don't think anybody that you see physically at, in the government has any real power or say in the stuff that actually happens. You know, they're allowed to be there. Or if you don't, you know, you get the shot caller, you get replaced with a robot, or you get a clone. And I do wonder, like, how often they fight or, you know, infighting occurs. And I wonder if some of, like, the stuff that happens around the world or, you know, even just in our country is a result of them, like, battling with each other behind the scenes. The the first thing that came to my mind was that uh, the Evergreen or the Ever Given ship that blocked the Suez Canal. Uh, What if if that was, you know, it's like, all right, you want to do this? Like, I can make this happen. Hey, Stacey, you're going to turn the boat left. Yeah, we'll block this whole canal. And... You know, it's just infighting, like, and then we all pay the price for it. But I, I've always wondered about things like that, because you know, there's, you know, there's different factions within the factions or the secret societies. 
Yeah, like a personal vendetta. Like someone's like, oh, really? You're, you, this secret society did that to my, uh, you took my girl. I'm taking down the towers. I'll show him. Real petty stuff. Real petty. <laughs> I could see it. I can see that because exactly. they're still human beings or and some are lizards. Yeah. But, you know, we know what I mean. Yeah, but Randall Ridley, Rand, is the most petty of all. Like, and he literally will destroy the world to get his wife back. And in the last episode, that's what he's literally doing. He's creating alternate timelines until he can find the right timeline <laughs> that he, his wife, and his daughter are all happy. And he's willing to destroy everything else to get there. And I think there's some of that that really goes on. I think that you've got people with personal agendas mm -hmm. outside of the, the larger scope that's going on and they're willing to tear stuff down. Now, do I think that there's those checks and balances with those secret societies when they see somebody going off the rails? Yeah. That's why you see people disappearing yeah. or you see like a, Hey, that, that Fetterman doesn't look like the last Fetterman that I just saw. That's weird. You know what I mean? Like you're going to see that kind of stuff happening um, periodically. So I also, you were just talking about Robotus, the uh, alpha beta, alpha beta uh, robot, which starts out the entire uh, first part or first season, um, I thought it was really funny, the timing when that came out, because that was when Joe Biden was having all those issues when he was falling on the stairs. He was having all these misslips when he was talking and they were showing that how that their uh, their clone wasn't doing that well. And it was a clone that was not up to par. So she created this robot, Robotus similar to POTUS and he was supposed to be the perfect um, controllable puppet that was going to be president. The problem was the AI went sentient, <laughs> which we always see all these stories. And he thought that, Hey, the best way to, you know, help humanity is by destroying part of it, <laughs> which a lot of AI do. And that's kind of when he went off the rails Now he becomes a recurring character because they do take him down early, but he ends up in this like, test tube fish tank that like they keep calling him a goldfish yeah that rolls around and he's got one arm and they consult him a lot because he's still super smart <laughs> he's technically the smartest <laughs> machine ever built hmm. yeah but they keep him in a fish tank and he's like you're a four billion dollar goldfish he, he, yeah <laughs> and he wanted to kill all humans until he watched friends and he's like <laughs> joey when friends. i kill all the people <laughs> i will spare you <laughs> yeah that was like i thought that was petting the screen too he's like friends petting the screen like, oh that's funny and they keep buying him off with like well do you want the next season of friends you're gonna do this and he's like ah <laughs> they keep buying him with more and more seasons of friends it is like real life he's like i must find out if chandler gets those end tables yeah. <laughs> 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 oh man i was yeah no it, it's yeah, go ahead. Uh, I was just going to say, 14. I used to watch Friends with my mom and, you know, just like that show. It's just uh, it's not like Seinfeld where it's about nothing, but it's just it's a very simple show. But, man, it's entertaining and good. <laughs> and I'm not even into those kind of things. But you watch it with your mom. It's like, oh, yeah, we'll watch the next episode. I don't know what it is about Friends. Very clone thing to say. <laughs> and I, I like that. <laughs> I like that episode too. The um, the one where they go uh, oh, to Rome. Yeah. 
Like for so like it, there's so much going on. But when they go through the to the, the when the rest of them they're like, oh Ridley, how come uh, how come you get to uh, what's her name gets to go to uh, Reagan gets to go to uh, Italy or uh, Rome or whatever with that boyfriend and she's trying to like they have the whole little scene where the Pope is doing the fake hell so people will like repent and do you know fall in line. But the other little spinoff of story is like the rest of the uh, incognito people are like, well, we want to go on a trip and then they go on a trip and they go TSA. They're like, yeah. Even Secret Society, in TSA, like the whole TSA oh, thing was funny to me, like how they just went all crazy. And the, uh, what's what's Dolph Man's first name? Anyways, the Dolphin military guy. He actually runs all of the like all of the U.S.'s military. He runs it. Glenn Glenn Dolph Man. He got turned into a dolphin. <laughs> but his name, and Mike even points out in the show. Uh, how is your name, Dolph Man, before you were turned into a dolphin? <laughs> this makes no sense. Now, oh, but so Joel was talking about earlier with the ending and him change, uh, Rand changing all the timelines and stuff like that. Literally, the Mandela effect was the first symptom of that. And that's why I love that they took this kind of really uh, mundane conspiracy kind of thing and tied it into like this gigantic thing that. Uh, What's his name? The original guy that ran Cognito had it Shazam tattooed on his back and then it became Kazam. And yeah. He's like, see, the timeline's changing. Like, cause my, t- he's all start he tattooing he all the stuff tattooed on him for emergencies. <laughs> and it's like, that's crazy. And it's like, but he starts changing the timelines again and again and again. And it gets weirder and weirder and weirder. And Rand just couldn't be happy is what the problem was. It kind of reminds me of Rick yeah. And so Morty. Jr. Is who you're talking JR, about? Jr. Thank you. And if people don't know, Jr. was the first CEO of. Well, he wasn't the first CEO because Rand was the first CEO, but or they were joint yeah. CEOs. But Jr. ends up taking over when Rand gets fired, and for the most of the first season, Jr. is the CEO of Incognito, um, and that's who's tattooed all of these different Mandela effects on his body because he and Rand create a machine. And this is how they even get picked up by the robes in our create this deep state. They're the ones that they were the founders of it because they created this machine um, that they created as a time machine, but when they use it, it just changes time. So it doesn't, it it does, it creates the Mandela effects because these things actually happened, but there are people that remember them. And oddly enough, it's funny that tinfoil hats actually protect your brain from the timelines changing. Mm -hmm. So as long as you're wearing the tinfoil hat, you're, you'll remember everything. Now, if you take the tinfoil hat off, your brain resets to what's going on in that time, unless you've either written down what's happened before in the timeline, or like JR did, he tattooed his body with certain pieces of the timeline before. But that's how that end episode happens. And it just started making me think, because, you know, I, I, uh, Sean and I talk about Mandela effects a lot with the whole Shazam, Kazam thing, Berenstein Bears. Berenstain, like that's even brought up in the show too. Mm-hmm. They 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 harp on those two things a lot because those are things that people remember a lot. Um, like you know, Sean tries to tell me that this Donald Trump thing's a Mandela effect that I've seen for a fact. Um, Justin said he's seen it I, as well, and I actually have an update for you on that. Daniel from the Coon Dog Confessionals, he said he has seen it too. He just texted me last night to tell you. 
I remember, like, I guess when I was in high, it would have been when I was in high school, right? When Trump was going around the first time, or right at the end of high school, that, like, literally, I remember this clip going around, uh, him being interviewed by Oprah, and him talk, and I barely remember it, but I remember him sitting there in the chair and everything, but talking about how he'd run as a Republican, but he was really young. Yeah, see, I, 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 I don't think that you guys seen it right because even when I was telling Joe, like, what turned me back around is because when I told Joe and I texted him and he was like, well, I'm not sold that it's on the Oprah. I'm like, see, that's when you know it's not like you think you saw it because it's something that people have talked about. It's like when someone lies so much, like they mm-hmm. believe their lie, you know, and like they're like, you're like, you never played for the Lakers. They're like, yeah, I did. And you're like, oh, yeah, we'll I have did. To run I made a that lie up. Like, I forgot. Like, if you say Sean's wrong and, and like for, I, I think, man, because I saw that Larry King, and when I saw the Larry King, that was like six, eight months before, and he says all about the Republican, and he does talk about being a Republican, like, he'll run as a Republican, but he never mm. says that reasoning. We saw it, Justin. Don't worry about what Sean's saying. I'm dying on the sword. I will <laughs> die on the sword. Like, I've said, if it's there's min- one thing in this conspiratorial world that I will do, I will pull the sword from the stone <laughs> that Arthur pulled with my own power, and I will throw it through my stomach and I will, I'll die on this Trump sword, man. I know what I saw. I know what I saw. <laughs> um, Hey, and listen, Hey, Justin from Appalachian intelligence saw it. Justin, you've seen it. You said you just talked to another person that's seen it. I've seen it. Yeah. I think that, well, we gotta have we gotta have a voice of reason with Sean. That that that's gotta happen. Well, there's also people that said they've seen that, like you know, uh, uh, things that we like. For instance, there's a lot of people that seen studies that mask work. So yeah, but there like, were you know those, what I mean? Though. Like people, Doesn't that's what I'm saying. Right. Like there's a lot of things that people will believe. Like in the for the Bernstein Bernstein Bears, like one of the like logical reasons is that there was a misprint. And when there's a misprint, yeah, so of course some people are going to have some of it. There's a lot of logical explanations to explain a lot of these or things. Or there's illogical I'm telling explanations you it doesn't like exist. this show. But I will say, but the only <laughs> treatments I give you guys is that it is hard to find that Oprah episode. But also know that she has her own network. And she wants people to subscribe to her network and all her shows are on the network. Is, so is that, that show, is that show an entirety on the episode or did they cut that piece out? I have no, I haven't bought the network. So, I mean, I'm thinking about it. I'm out. like... Let's see. Let's see. We we need to. Oh, now see. You see how it's convenient. That's like the COVID people. Like it's convenient. They're like, well, yeah, maybe it's not there. Uh, we'll see though. But I will say, like the only credence I get to it is it is a difficult episode to find when mm-hmm. it's such a huge show that you think it'd be, and with two polarizing people. But he always talked about how he would want to run with Oprah. He wanted Oprah to be a running mate. He even pre- re- recently wrote like a whole thing about it. It's it's crazy, but. If somebody has it, then yes. show me. If I'm not going to find that ever until please. I see it. I need to see. I might it. have it on an old floppy disk. Somewhere. Well, I know we have VHS some. Tape. We have some pretty good researchers. Yeah, you should have it. That's we have some pretty good researchers <laughs> that listen to this show. So you guys find hey, it. Hey guys, don't listen to Sean. It happened. Listen to me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, but speaking of hey, Oprah, you know what it was? Oh. Sean wasn't wearing that tinfoil hat. Yeah. when that. Timeline change. Exactly. <laughs> but like when they, they, so speaking of Oprah, they laced Oprah, they laced all of a Bohemian Grove with a brown acid in the water and Oprah yeah. starts screaming out. She's not the first Oprah. Mm. And that's yes. kind of a fun conspiracy that, you know, there's been two or three Oprahs. And it just, I, yeah, there's that a lot of those one. little small ones. It's only like one line is the only time, you know, you know anything about it. 
Hey, the Keanu Reeves episode was really good. Oh, gosh. So that was probably one of my favorites. So there was a lot to unpack in that episode. So this was when they went on the deep dive in Hollywood and what goes on behind the scenes in Hollywood, right? So, you know, everybody knows of the whole QAnon theories about the baby's blood and Pizzagate and how that they they drink this blood of the youth to revitalize themselves. Now, in saying that, this had there have been actual studies and this has been in the mainstream in the past two years about how that transfusions of the blood of the youth do help the body revitalize people that are older. This is already out there, guys. Look it up. You can literally Google this. Yep. You can go to the easiest sources to find this. Hell, they were talking about it on Fox Sports about six months ago. They brought it up. So this is nothing that you got to dig deep or and whatever. They're literally talking about this in the mainstream. Biologically, it makes sense, too. Uh, cause it's like right. the cells are being less copied. So that like, like what mammals and stuff break down over time is cause literally our cells are being copied off of copies, off of copies. So they start losing integrity. So when you inject really young or new cells from somebody else, you know, you get, you basically restart that timer. You don't degrade as fast. You're still going to degrade, but you know, and that's like what you're getting at for what this episode's about. Yeah. And so Keanu, they end up finding out and man, there was so many conspiracies that they packed in this one episode. So one of them that I thought was really funny that they leaned into was how that these actors have been around for hundreds of years. And I don't know if you've seen those conspiracies where they'll pull up an old picture of somebody that looks like Nick Cage and put it up next to Nick Cage. Yeah. And they'll say, man, they look alike or Leonardo DiCaprio or yep. any of them. And they did it in the show. Mm -hmm. They were showing these Brad Pitt was one of them. They were showing side by side. Yeah, they were acting back then as this person, but they'd had a different name. But how they keep themselves alive for so long is the the blood of the youth, man. It was they were taking these young wives, and then these young wives would disappear. These young supermodels, and what they were doing, they were just drinking their blood to keep themselves mm. alive. They were vampires, um, is what they were doing. And there was one point. Uh, where Rand, he's trying to compete with Keanu because Keanu is dating his ex-wife. <laughs> so he's trying to make this movie about himself and he gets a serum uh, that's made so he can become younger. The problem is this serum wasn't tested properly. So he's like Benjamin Button and he's like really getting young <laughs> and he ends up in like baby form by the end. And there's a point where he's like going to plug himself up to make them drink and his blood uh, to corrupt them. And uh, Leonardo's like a joke's on you. The younger they are, the, uh, the more powerful we, be we become. But his, his blood's so tainted with everything he's done to his body since he was like, born with drugs and and, and alcohol disease and everything else it ends up like killing all of them yeah <laughs> basically they get uh, centuries and centuries worth of toxicities because he literally it was on what he, he got like eight or nine different livers during the show like his whole yeah. like he would just keep getting liver yeah. replacements <laughs> because he was constantly drank right yeah because he upset over his ex-wife well he drinks like rachel he just drinks straight liquor okay <laughs> Is this why Leo in real life only dates like certain aged women? Yeah, because he needs it. But they always had to hook him up into machines, too. And I thought that was kind of weird, too, as as far as the vampires. Yes. They put him in hmm. kind of like, what would you call it? Not a coffin, more like a sarcophagus. Yeah. 
And they extracted it all, yeah, and they threw tubes. I thought that was more interesting. I think that's yeah, also that's more what, realistic, like of what. Yeah, because they were vampires; they had fangs and everything, but they had to do that process. And I thought that was really weird. <laughs> that why would you have to make that distinction? Well, I think it's cool how they open up season one and season two the same. You know, like Ran in season oh. one is just a drunk. Like, can I like that? How they just, he's just in front of Washington, uh, but he's really a bitter, you know, ex employee. But you, what you see through the kids' eyes that are right there, oh, this crazy drunk conspiracy. You know that always uh, in movies you'll see the guy that's like the birds are gonna fall, the sky, <laughs> da da da, like saying, and he's the crazy homeless guy, and you're like, all right, crazy homeless guy, and then it happens. They're like, oh. That's hilarious. And then they have Reagan do the same thing in season two where they're just, but then it turns out they're just disgruntled employees. Yeah. And they're like, they're saying truth. Right. Literally, they're they're saying just wild things are reading their work the dossier. <laughs> did, did you yeah, guys happen right, right for the sub, uh, subliminal messaging department in incognito? Did you guys happen to freeze or look up any of what the messages actually said? So there was everything no. that, like consume, you know, like that basic stuff. But some of the there were some funny ones that literally like if you freeze framed and it showed it for just a split second, it said, congratulations. If you can read this, we're very impressed. Call this number to apply for a job at Cognito <laughs> Incorporated. <laughs> mm, so it was like they even had their little their own marketing for job, you know, for getting people to work for them. Just try calling them. They were thorough, man. They were really thorough. That's it why was I think all five. It, it's Joel. a good, uh, good series, man. It's a great series because it's they went through the whole thing. They didn't just half-ass it. Like I think that anybody that is into conspiracy, I think it's hilarious. Like first of all, and then if you are if you are in the know and you kind of know some of these conspiracies, conspiracies, it's mm -hmm. even funnier. Like you said, the Bigfoot thing was hilarious, and you're like nobody even liked. Like what happened to me? I used to be a big deal. Like almost like I'm nothing. It's like nobody's like, yeah. Off air, that, that just alone. Off air, Sean. We were just talking about how you know I had to talk with Tony the other day, and he brought this up, and even Justin was like, "Yeah, you're right." How that. Dogman has almost surpassed Bigfoot in popularity now. Like people are more on Dogman than they are on Bigfoot. And I think that's why they leaned into that in the show. Like Bigfoot's just not a big deal anymore. Like nobody cares. I think people, I think a lot of people are pretty okay with the idea of Bigfoot. I think that a lot of people are like, yeah, maybe he exists. There's been a lot of sightings, tons, thousands and thousands of sightings from people, even people that wouldn't even consider themselves conspiracy theorists. So I think that's the joke. Like he's kind of the old hat now. It's like, yeah, yeah. Bigfoot's there, but nobody yeah. really cares. Like everybody cares about this other like new shiny cryptids that are running around out there. And I think Dogman's kind of turned into that mm -hmm. because Dogman has become uh something that people aren't as scared to talk about anymore that have seen him. Cause a lot of people have seen Dogman a lot, but a lot of, but those same people were scared to talk about him because it was just so far out there. When you start talking about werewolves, then you have to start talking about vampires, or at least that's what people right, think. Yeah. And now it's become more acceptable because you've got credible people who have, you know, been in law enforcement, been in the military, whatever, that have seen these things that have come out talking about them. So I think that's uh, Dogman is becoming like the new Bigfoot now. I think it's really where it shifted uh, this 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 focus in the cryptid community. I think you still got your diehard Bigfoot people, but I just think Bigfoot's kind of 
like they said, oh, you Chewbacca? Like, <laughs> you know, that's the joke. Yeah, he's washed up. He's old news, man. The new, you know what I mean? That's a dogman went uh, mainstream and it, it changed everything. You know what I mean? And he's the old hack. They're like, oh, what do you do? The hiding thing again? Like, you know, this guy's crazier. Like, you know, he's more amped. And that's how people are, though. You know, it does make sense because I guess even like I didn't really know a lot about a lot of cryptids. Like, I, you know, I heard this and that dogman. I heard a little bit. You know, I just saw werewolves and stuff, but I guess he was. They did have a whole bit on uh, Howard Stern about it. I guess guys would call in even about that. So 10, 20, because I don't listen to Howard Stern, but my buddy was telling me, he's like, oh, Dogman. And I'm like, how do you know about Dogman? He's like, oh, Howard Stern. And I was just like, whoa, that's that's crazy. So I think little by little. And now, yeah, like, dude, if I someone could see uh, uh, Bigfoot and they'd be like, eh. Mm. Like, you know what I mean? Like, they'd be like, eh. Like, you know what I mean? Oh, you're cool. Is Dogman with you? <laughs> <laughs> like you're. I thought that was hilarious, though, that they did play on that. Think that's what I'm saying. They caught on a lot of things that is in the community that are things to laugh at, to like things that me and you, Joe, will laugh at or make fun of or we'll discuss. I, I enjoyed it thoroughly for that same reason because it's just like if you know enough about these conspiracies or the you know any uh, any of it, it's like it's laughable. It's fun to know that. I guess somebody sat down and animated this. I don't know. Which, speaking yeah. of which, have you guys looked up the creator of the show at all? We just talked about it in the beginning. You were here. I mean, looked up the actual creator, the person <laughs> that who created the no. show, like her, her history, anything. It's it's a female. There you go. You didn't even know that, did you? No, I was. I knew the guy that was from Gravity Falls was did a big part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, um. So the creator, her name is. I hope I'm saying this right. Shion Takeuchi from Massachusetts. I tried looking up her history and everything, and there's just like, there's nothing there. Is she not a real person? Is that what you're saying? I think she's a real person. Shion, this is a shout out to you. If you're real, get a hold of us. We'd love to do a group interview. Yeah. Oh, this is I weird, mean, dude. Right now, I'm yeah. trying to look her name up, right? And I'm trying to, like, usually what I'll do is I'll copy uh-huh. over a word, you know? Like to copy and paste it when I copy over hers. Uh, I don't know. Okay. Oh, darn, it's a glitch. I think that uh, some of your, I think some of your software got uh, <laughs> leaked onto my laptop. Well, we and now the technology does not work things. around Joel. Thanks a lot, clone. <laughs> That's true too. That's true. That's hey, true. Check so this be- out, though. <laughs> this is wild. I'm looking at her list of shows that she's done. Yeah. Holy. So that she did Monsters University, which you know anything about mm-hmm. any of the Monsters mm-hmm. Inc. stuff. You know how weird that is. Adventure That's time. kind of the tie-ins to Adrenochrome and, and all that. Yeah. She also was an intern on Adventure Time. She was a, she was a writer for regular show, which both of those, if you've ever seen yeah. those, are wild mm-hmm. when it comes to conspiracies and everything else. Yeah, definitely. Um, she's done Gravity Falls. She was a writer there. She did Lost in Oz. She did Disenchantment, which Ooh, was with Matt Groening. Yes, mm-hmm. as well. So she's definitely tied in with all these people. And then Inside Job was the last thing that she's been working on. So everything that she has done is all conspiracy based, even Inside Out, which is the 2015 film. Um. I believe it was is a Disney Pixar film, and that's the one with the different personalities that go at it yep. inside of the brain. 
So everything that they that she's been a part of. Well, they're your emotions, like the anger. It's all like emotions right. and stuff um, like that. So she, but again, and it's weird though that all her films, though, and stuff like you're talking about, is it's like what, like how do you go from those to like that? Like you're going like an extremely different way. Mm. You know what I mean? Like everything's for kids. It's it's kind of funny that's like you know what she's in this realm and she's not saying that you can't do other things. It's just pretty weird though that like that's the only. The only thing she's done different, everything else is in that realm. Adventure Time, Regular Show, Gravity Falls, uh, Monsters University, those mm-hmm. are in the same realm, right? And then Inside Job is like, <laughs> whoa, what the fuck? Like, then it's like, yeah. what did you see for real? What did you know? What did you not know? Like, how much of this is real? Like, it's pretty telling. I, I, I had meant to look her up, and I, I, I just had it. And now that I'm looking up a lot of the movies, that kind of blows my mind a little bit. Like maybe there is a lot of there you go. We haven't, they haven't had a there. drink in a minute. Have you guys heard of the theory about uh, like J.K. <laughs> Rowling writing all the Harry Potter movies that it's not actually her? It's a group. Of, it's a collective of people, and they use J.K. Yeah. Rowling as like the the face of it all to take credit for all these people's uh, I guess ideas and works putting in these stories. And I wonder if this Cheon person might be like the same type of character we'll just put it that way like they're putting all this stuff out there but putting it under this one label of this one person creating all this stuff when it could be a whole collective of people and of thoughts you know coming together to create this show because i mean there's so much packed in in the show that i mean i'm i'm not putting it past one person to be able to come up with all this stuff but wouldn't it be more convenient if it's a lot of people coming up with these ideas and then you just put it under this one person's name so people aren't asking questions about uh where maybe she got all this information, but it's really just these secret groups or people in them. Didn't they you know, think the same thing about uh, William Shakespeare? Yeah, same deal. With, that, yeah, it's like he's not a real person. Like it's a collective. Yeah. Huh. That would make a lot more sense for how much stuff is literally packed into the show. I mean, the background stuff alone is insane. Man, I just can't find nothing about this person's personal life. So you're saying history, she doesn't exist? Yeah, she's parents. in the Smithsonian? Not saying that she doesn't exist. It might be a real person, but just <laughs> her background. Like, it's All just right, Jay Clone 14, what's really going on? Because I feel like the real Jay could give us the answers on what's going on with this chick. Because I bet she's been in Smithsonian. She might be. But- Why are you smiling like that, Jay Clone 14? You see, you, you're throwing us off the trail. How nervous yeah. he gets. <laughs> I mean, I'm I not know. saying she's buried back there, but she might be. <laughs> She's she's in a box. We sprinkle food through the hole in the box every now and then. It's like a big goldfish tank back there with all these people that yeah. just walk in circles. Oh man. Here's some brink sprinkles. I don't I just thought it was weird because I was trying to look her up and it's just normally you can find something, you know, about people, but especially that Well, here's a little bit. She went to like Cal Arts. Uh she was born in Boston, then went to Cal uh Institute of Arts. And then, yeah, just really doesn't go too much Personal into life. her, like, just talks yeah. a little bit about her grade. Yeah, about how, like, she, her grades, and that's about it. Yeah, her name is odd to begin with. Her last name, I don't know what origin that is. If it's, it kind of seems like almost Japanese or something. She don't look Japanese, and she's from Boston. Oh, it, you, it says, just went full racist. It just says, so everybody knows. Takeuchi? <laughs> what? It's, it's. Sounds pretty Japanese to me. You I can mean, identify as anything you want to be. That's true. That's true. But it's just, and then <laughs> nothing about her parents, you know, her ethnicity, about, you know, any history of that stuff. It's just, and then Xi'an, like, that's, it's an odd 
I mean, names are different nowadays, but never heard that one before. Shion. What did you say it was? Like Shion. S-H-I-O-N. Hmm. Yeah. Just just an interesting thought about who this person is <laughs> creating all this stuff. I will say one of my biggest disappointments of the show is that the Smithsonian was in it and it was just a background place and there was nothing crazy about it. I was very disappointed. Don't you think that's kind of the joke, though? Yes, I know. But yeah. I'm like, come on, literally. Like, they had the weather control from Harp. Yeah. They had chemtrails. Yeah. Nope, Give Smithsonian's me, normal. Yeah, like, literally, they had a big fight in the Smithsonian. Like, a robot versus Reagan. Uh, to, like, crack through a wall and, let, like, show, and like, the Ark of the Covenant or something hidden somewhere. Just just give me something. Yeah. Gotta give uh, the J-Clone a uh, little props, because... It, that last name is of uh Ooh, so you Japanese weren't racist. Origins. It's it's it means within uh-huh. bamboo. So maybe you are for con- for insinuating that I was. Uh, you just said she didn't look Japanese. I think <laughs> I think that the J clones were integral uh, with this show in the sense of they made sure that the Smithsonian was off limits. That there was nothing even jokingly shown. About what's going on behind the scenes in the Smithsonian. It's because there, I mean, that's there, there how powerful the J's really are from the top down, from the original J to all the copies. So you remember the cloning, like they had the whole, like Incognito has the whole cloning room with all these big vaults yeah. full of all these people. I kind of the imagine that was just about cloning. I kind of imagine that's what it looks like. The J room. Just copies on copies. <laughs> like, literally, just, like, hundreds of them. So, we'll have to expose you to heat and see what happens. I mean, yeah. I they mean, become, well, what is the name <laughs> of the anime they were making fun of? They said it in the show, but, like, oh, they, they become this giant flesh monster. Oh, I don't know. So, I'm going to light you on fire after this, just so you know. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I think I light it, like, right here. Give me a second. Yeah, you guys want to? It's audio media, but I mean, you guys, guys want to hear Jay on fire? You guys have seen Multiplicity, I'm sure, the movie with Michael Keaton. I mean, yes, cloning's real. It's yeah. easy. It's common. Just get used to it, people. Now, cloning is a lot easier than I think a lot of people realize. We're just publicly in the U.S., quote unquote, we're not allowed to do a lot of these experiments, mm. quote unquote. Publicly, but yeah, mm. nothing. See, I see it more of like altered carbon. Like you know how like in altered carbon, they just go into that that room and there's just all those bodies in the free. They're yes. just pulling them out. A J putting, <laughs> you know, that's how I see it. I also thought it was really funny how much like JFK conspiracies were like always kind of a background C plot. Yeah, Grassy Noel Atkins was literally was that episode two. Yeah, because he gets fired. They, yeah. Yeah. He has the highest paid salary in Incognito. He's the one that shot JFK. <laughs> uh, but they said the reason he shot JFK is because JFK slept with an alien and he had alien eggs in his brain. And if they were to hatch, it would be the end of the yeah. human race. Oh. Now, I like what you said there because it, it spawns into the theme that runs throughout the entire show and really. The last episode really kind of shows what the main purpose is. And I think that some of the soft disclosure that they're showing us here, take another drink, guys. <laughs> some of the soft disclosure they're, they're telling us here is that 
these robes, these this first secret society, they really have humanity's best interests at heart. And I think that's what they're trying to say. Hey, we release these plagues, we release these uh, the, these diseases yes. or whatever else we do to minimize you know, humanity, uh, populations get out of control. We need to like whittle it down because we only have X amount of resources or we need to do this here. Like you said, with JFK, he's got these eggs in his brain. We had to take him out because if not, humanity would get destroyed. So they are, they and they alone can protect us. And they even talk about all the way back how that secret societies even started. It started because these cave people uh, were running around and one of them was smarter than everybody else. So they go to this cave and there's like a saber tooth tiger in there. And she's trying to tell them, hey, there's a saber tooth tiger in there. Don't go in there. And they laugh at her. Of course, they go in there. Two of them get eaten. It's chasing off the rest of them. So she's realized that if I tell people outright what something is, they'll laugh at me. So what I need to do is create this secret society because I'm smarter than everybody else. And then we'll just move humanity around the way we need to covertly. So that way we can imprint their minds or brainwash them into thinking this is okay. So they'll run and do this. So then ultimately we'll protect them. That's the whole goal of the robes. What they're telling Mm -hmm. is that they're there to protect us from ourselves because we're not smart enough. Like like you're saying too, the whole, the whole gag, I think it was at least said or brought up one time every episode for both seasons is, are we evil? Literally, they, one episode, mm-hmm. they made that robot just yeah. make sure we're at least 51% good. And because yeah. it's like, that's weird. Brent's always like, I always forget how evil we are. Like, I don't really remember how we fall on this scale. Hmm. I don't know. It's weird. But yeah. So is that evil or is it not? And at the very end, they kind of hint at it. You know, I don't know. It's a, it's a great show. Hmm. And the robes too at the end, you know, like in the last season, not to give anything really away, they they don't even reveal remember she's trying to get a reveal and who are you and they never they kind of dance around it and then it makes you even seem more and more that they're just regular people like that. It's just like you said, like it's elitism, yeah. right? And a lot of it has to do as well, like when elitism is not just like, Oh, I have more money and more power than you, but I'm more educated than you. I have more knowledge than you. I am superior. And it's like, they don't even mean to be. It's like, you're too stupid. You can never understand this. So like you said, that's the joke of it. We have to hide these things because you're now too the stupid. robes did say at the very end, though, that Reagan was smart for a human. So they did make that comment. Yeah, that's true. That so true. that that makes you think that maybe they're not as well. But still, it, it's so up in the air what they could or, be. Or that there's out there because they show a lot of other things out there. So they might be like, oh, the, reptor- the reptilians are pretty smart. But yeah, no, for sure. They leave it. They don't really. They, then, you can go either way with that. That's right at the end. Reagan's like, at it. are you guys even humans under there? And goes to reach for the robe. And that's when she gets sucked out. Mm-hmm. Like, and she's yeah. like, I'm just kidding. Hmm. It's like, I think, okay, so what do you guys think? What do you think's under the robes? Let's guess. I think it's uh, just like some nothing. Like it's a visible guy. Like it's like particles or like, mm. you know what I mean? Like it's just like these particles of something. <laughs> Energy. I think it's going to be like one of them little bitty aliens, like inside of like a, almost like a tech suit. Like it's, they're not going to look anything like they're supposed to fit in that suit. Mm. Maybe a brain looking alien or something. They're not going to be anything that we're used to seeing. 
I, that's I, just my. That, that's my. I got two guesses. Okay. One, they're either. I think it's most likely it's the people we've already seen in the series. That it's oh. like a double life thing. That they're always there. I mean, they may be background characters or something, but they're always there through all the organizations. Like there's the six robes and there's the six main organizations. And I think it's a member, maybe even like a B class character or a C class character from all of those. The other one is it's. Ooh, I like that. The other one is it's talking dinosaurs. (laughs) (laughs) Can't be that because they already did that on Rick and Morty. Oh, dang it. (laughs) No, I kind of think it's like these B or C characters that are always kind of in the background. I like that one, man. I think that is. For Incognito, it could be one of the the Easter Island head aliens because they're always there. Yeah. And they're never they they talk a little bit. They have like they're they're always hitting their head on something in the background to make you kind of look at them, to make you kind of right. notice them. But it's it's just something like that where I think it's these these individuals from all of them, and they're yeah. always a through line character that's just always in the background. Yeah. yeah. Why do you know something? No, I just I like that. Do you theory. know something? Hey, I like it. He knows something. Easter, He's one of the rogues. Easter Island's, I mean, really, really <laughs> old, too. Easter Island's really ancient. You know, it's not just the statues they have there, the Moai statues. They also have, like, ancient walls built there, you know, and that's such a remote place. Whoever did build those walls and those statues, you know, they were very intelligent. Very intelligent. So I wouldn't put it past. I liked that idea, the Easter Island one. I, I, well, I was just saying because that's kind of like the Incognito's background character. Yeah, that you always see as the Eastern Islanders. Uh, they even got signs for him and stuff like that. Like, watch your head if you're on Easter Island because <laughs> they're like they're like twelve or fourteen foot tall in the show. Are they tall? In the, are the robes tall? It's, it's hard to tell because sometimes okay. they're. It's hard because they're the big like upside down triangles or or normal triangle heads mm-hmm. and they're all fully robed and they're always kind of together like two of them are always taller than the other ones mm-hmm. so because their head makes what is that shape called like they're when they because they always stand in a way with all their heads make one shape uh like a like a, a trap not a trapezoid a tetrahedron no what's four sides where they're uh, the top's inverted trapezoid is it trapezoid yeah so they always make a trapezoid no matter how they're standing so two of them are taller Gotcha. And the other, t- and then other, uh, the others. Okay. Or three of them are tall, three of them are short. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. I like that theory though. Because what was the? It was the Catholic Church, the Atlanteans, Incognito, the Illuminati, the Juggalo, and the Reptilians. And the Reptilians. So, yeah. so I and I think it's probably a, yep. like a background, like literally for the Reptilians, it could have been that masturbating homeless one in the back. <laughs> I like that a lot because that would make sense that they would throw everybody off by being just this, you know, odd character that nobody would suspect. That or the other one for Incognito could be the Mothman. Yeah, no, I like I like that idea too. The Mothman cracked me up, man. That he's HR and then he's running the AA. <laughs> that was just, <laughs> and like you said, that was my favorite scene when they turn on the light and he just. Like he's in mid sentence oh. talking, and they're like, "They and he's just banging into, into it." Like he can't. Do we want to talk at all about the sadness like, with this show? That there's no yeah. season three, oh, and they yeah, left it really it, open for it too. Like literally, really open. Season one into season two was perfect. That's how I like a show where they roll right into each other. 
Like there's no gap. And like, like Sean said earlier, like they, the season one, season two almost have the exact same opening with just replacing uh, Reagan with Ridley. Yep. Uh, but they rolled right into each other. They melded. Like if you didn't have a season break, it would have been fine. Like they did made sense that, you know, that cognitive sense. Yeah. And season four, season three, they left it open perfectly where we get a lot of this more information about the robes, a lot more details about Reagan. She just took over the company. Finally, she's in charge of the company. What happens next? And then Netflix canned it. And that was really weird because it had great numbers. Hmm. It literally did massive. And I I should have pulled it up because that was one thing me and Emily were talking about months ago. Is it, it had massive numbers. It had massive revenue for the cost input into it for every economic thing. It should have had more seasons. Like it was a no brainer. Like people were like, there's a whole Facebook giant Facebook groups dedicated to getting it back on. Hmm. Well, my question is, is but I think cause they were going to have to, Oh, sorry. What? I think they're, I'm just saying, was it a ploy maybe? Cause you know how companies will do things, right? They, they know it's doing well and they'll pull it to pull more people in right? because say a marketing a thing watching it. And then, right. Cause I've seen that happen plenty of times. And again, like you said, fiscally, it's not, it, it, it's an easier thing to put together, right? Mm-hmm. Especially if you're at that level of Netflix, like, oh, we'll just pay these animators, these writers that are already involved to do this again. I mean, it's not you're, you know, hiring actors to come act physically in mm-hmm. something. You're, you're, it's, it's a lot easier. So I, I wonder if maybe they will do it. Um, it, it is odd. It's, it, it was, it did really well. Like you said, numbers wise, uh, a lot of people liked it. Um, you know, I wonder if there's some sort of like hidden agenda. I mean, maybe one of the J clones, the later models might have a little more insight than 14 does today on why they're not making a season three. Um, I'd like to know though, why they, why they're not doing it. You're right. It didn't make any sense that they canceled it. I, I think it's cause they would have to have gone taught that like the way they had it, they would have to focus on the robes and they had to focus a lot more things that were kind of maybe a little too heavy because it doesn't make sense financially. And I don't think it is going to be a pull. I think they're just going to unplug it. I think there's just like, they were like, Hey man, this is, we didn't expect this to get this much traction. It's like one of those that we're trying to tell people and put it out there, but we're not yeah. trying to tell everybody. Like, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. We're trying to let people know, but we, it's supposed to be fringe and it didn't. It, it it's still trending on Netflix like harder. Cause a lot of people like animated. It's been trending humor. for over a year. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. I think Sean's right. And they paid a hundred million for Friends. I know that was a so joke. You played a hundred million dollars. Netflix for paid a hundred million for this. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> like in the show, they did that. Yeah. Uh, talking to Alpha Beta. Yeah, 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 like yeah, I don't yeah. want to watch this stupid I think Sean's human right. show. No, I think they didn't realize how many people are really on to conspiracies now, or really in that realm. I think even just the average lurker, like we always used like to use that word. Yeah. The yeah. average lurker is way more awake than they used to be. And I think that the show like that, it was designed to put truth out there. You know, that, that classic, Hey, we're going to give you soft disclosure, show you what, show, show you what we're doing. So that way, you know, we're, we're okay. We we told you, you didn't, you didn't see it, but we told you, but then a lot of people saw it and they're like, wait a minute. Like, this is, we can't keep doing this because they're going to realize 
that joking or not, that there's a lot of truth in this because mm. there was. Man, what killed me about the show was how they would even disprove certain conspiracies in the show right. to 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 prop up other conspiracies as being real. Mm-hmm. Right. Like that was, was really crazy. Like you said earlier, with like the flat earth and hollow earth. It's like the earth mm-hmm. isn't flat. It is hollow. We have Leviathans down there. Uh and we have a key to the door. But it's not flat. I mean, you know, it's like that and you're right. It's that kind of stuff. And building off of what Sean said is that I do I do believe in the the government karma thing. That they have to put this stuff out there for their own butts. Yeah. Like for whatever magic or evil they're dealing with, they have to somewhere along the line tell everybody what's happening and they do it through this stuff. And that Sean, I think you're right that maybe it did just get way too big because it's been trending for over a year. That's insane. For and then for you know, Netflix originals have had there's a lot of poor ones. There's a lot of ones that just kind of don't do the best. But this one's skyrocketed to the top right after it came out and it's still hammering there. So yep. if you're right, I hope you're not right, because I won a third season. But I can definitely see you being correct. Well, I think we just... It seems that way. I hope so, too, because I think a third I think we just gave awesome. them fodder for season three, you know, explaining the robes, who's in them, and stuff like They're that. They're going to do season three from a podcaster's standpoint. <laughs> and literally, it's all going to, like, the first four episodes are going to be in, like, a room. <laughs> Or Mike has a podcast. Oh yes, too. they, they do. I completely. Mike has his own podcast. That's yes, right. I I can't even remember. Mike Cilia. I want a picture of that for the the new studio. Mike Cilia in in the podcast gear with a microphone, <laughs> this giant mushroom talking. Also, hmm. Sean. Oh my god. So when I watched that little podcast piece, it made me think of you because you're always going against like Fresh Fit and all that. And it literally reminded me of that because he got Reagan. And uh, what's the what's the one chick's name? That's the fashion that runs all the media. Gigi Thompson. Yeah, Gigi. He's got Gigi and Reagan in there. And within two seconds, he's like, so you guys ever been lesbian before? You ever kissed each other? Like within two seconds. Yeah. And then they're like, we're out of here. And he's like, this is how it's supposed to be done. And it really was a a kind of a, 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 a telling show of how a lot of these podcasts mm-hmm. are run now, man. It's run on just... Uh, ridiculousness right mm-hmm. off the top and it's all this you know bashing women or Rob making Gerdick's women look a certain it? way or men look a certain way yeah so it reminds me of howard stern the way you were describing it yeah not, not to bring him up like again that, but sure. yeah just shock shock and i don't know yeah like you said to frame people in certain ways man i think sean's right i but i really want yeah, but, season three <laughs> do you <laughs> I know season three would be awesome, dude. Like, I know they left it so. I hate when they do that to me too. When they do shows like, like a show. I mean, it's totally different. But one of my shows that I really liked, and I get it, at least you had some. It's oh, like my name is oh Earl. Gosh. Like, I was yeah. like, that show's yeah. hilarious, man. Like, I don't understand why you take off these great pieces and then there's these other ones that they're like, I gotta keep this. I and I'm like, I don't. And know there's that. some shows. Put the propaganda in. My name's Earl. That are awful. <laughs> that they keep renewing for season after season, and they're not even doing good numbers. It's like the New Lord of the Rings. It's it it did awful numbers like that first season, and they're like bound to pushing this show. And I think it's some of its agendas for sure. There's certain yeah. things that they want to implement in there, and I think something like Inside Job, like Sean said. A lot of truth in there. I would probably even say in the 90th percentile, what they're showing you is exactly what's going on. And maybe, and maybe 
there are these like parallel universes and maybe they're tampering with stuff with CERN or whatever else. And it is creating these Mandela effects. Maybe these things have existed and they've just like changed it over. And that's exactly what they're telling you on the show. Like, yeah, we've been messing with stuff this whole time. And this is why some people remember stuff and other people don't remember stuff. I mean, it could be as simple as that. And then again, it could just be a joke at Mandela effects too. But I just thought it was really interesting um, that they leaned really hard into some of this stuff that what quote unquote fringe people would consider truth. Whereas now a lot of people jumped on board and maybe that scared them. Maybe like, ah, there'll just be some fringe people that like this show, whatever. We'll kind of keep putting this out. But then all these millions of people jumped on it and they're like, wait a minute. There's a lot of people that are very interested in actually finding the truth. And I think that might have, again, they don't have an exact science of what they do either. I think they are. Yeah. I think they are very uh, fortunate to have a ton of think tanks and a ton of contingency plans for if this doesn't work, then these ten will, and that's how they operate. Mm-hmm. So I don't think it's ever that they're always right. It's just not. It's not like that. They just know how to have a lot of things moving at once, and they know something's going to hit right. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, guys, this was an absolute blast today. This was a, a little bit more fun episode for us to do. Uh, and, I, and I love getting together with you guys and doing this kind of stuff because we just have a literal blast uh, talking. And I think this will interest people to go watch the show. If you like anything conspiracies, even if it's just cryptids, whatever, go check it out. It's it's And it's hilarious on top of that. So I think people will really like it. Um, also before we get out of here, Justin, I know you had something that you needed to talk to people about. There was something weird happened. We just did the Frogman Fest a couple weeks ago and we kind of had a weird thing happen. Uh, me and Jay went to walk around the, you know, towards the end of the festival, stretch our legs, you know, yeah, and mingle and stuff like that. And this super weird guy got into our booth and was just like running our booth for a bit. He came out of nowhere. He had a really weird voice. Uh, he just was freaky and he said he will, he said, we'll see him later. And I'm really hoping that's not true. I guess time will tell. Hello. It looks like the flesh containers named Justin and Jay Clone 14 from that so-called enlightened cryptid podcast, Cryptids of the Corn, wish to speak of my garricus by spore's presence without my being in the same room face to spore. Good for them. My ability to infiltrate something as easy as the human mind is as simple as faking JFK's death and then creating a whole conspiracy around it to have these same humans wasting brain cells on who done it, while myself and my Spore Clan continue to move towards total earthly control. Isn't that right, my beautiful? Oh, for people who don't know, this is my pet Kraken Nibble. Say hi, Nibble. Now relax, Nibble. We will find you an aircraft carrier full of flesh containers to enjoy later. Ah, yes, the Frogman Festival, where I symbiotically took over the Cryptids of the Corns merchandise booth while Justin and J-Clone 53 were walking around instead of connecting with other flesh containers. 
But I stepped in with all of my glory and tentacles to not only connect with those humans, didn't we, sweet Nibby? But boost Justin and the hundred plus J-clones, listener count by the thousands by simply merging my consciousness and encouraging <laughs> these flesh containers to listen to their show. I see now they have connected with another podcast with Kill the Mockingbirds to form an alliance of sorts. How very shroom-like of all of you. (laughs) Anyway, I just wanted to say hi to all of your listeners and I will be just a mind merge away. Isn't that right? Alright guys, another episode of Floating Mushroom in the Bag. I'm so excited about this and I can't wait till the next one. And I know that it's a little different for each of our audiences, but I, I we're getting better better and better uh interaction from people now since they're catching on to hey, this is a monthly episode. People are really liking this right here with all four of us getting together. And we're gonna keep doing this once a month for you guys. So just want to tell you guys we love y'all make sure you give us a five-star review on both of our podcasts on spotify and apple podcast and bye bye Thank you.